Hello friends, this is Live Epic Youth Development and Leadership, a podcast by me, Daryl Botkin. So this podcast is for persons who may be parents and guardians. You can be a school mental health professional or a manager of the business with responsibility for young people. Anyone who wants to develop the young people in their sphere of influence, yeah, this podcast is for you. Because on this podcast, we talk about youth development and youth leadership building. So we cover a range of topics in, in, that, in that gamut of, of leadership development and youth development. Uh, last week, we talked about suicide. It was, of course, a more somber tone, but it still was important in the whole spectrum of youth development. So I thank you for being a part of this show and for tuning in to the episodes, for sharing it with your friends and family. And I look forward to what we're going to talk about today in this episode. Gregory S. Williamson said, On the other side of a storm is a strength that comes from having navigated through it. Raise your sail and begin. So on this episode, we're going to talk about how do you develop resilient leaders, okay? How do we develop young people who can go into the marketplace, into society, and be able to adapt and to respond to the changing dynamics that happen in the world, okay? So we're going to have fun today on this episode, Developing Resilient Young People. What is resilience? If you look at the dictionary definition, we could take it from Merriam-Webster, and, and the definition is an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. And we know in life, there's a lot of change, and unfortunately, we, we experience misfortune. Now, in simple terms, if you just want to break it down into simple language, resilience is about how well we adapt to adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant stress. And significant stress could be, you know, a workplace crisis and natural disasters or health crises, okay? That is resilience. Basically, how well do we adapt to the crises that occur in life? You know, the Japanese have a proverb. They say, fall seven times, stand up eight. I love it. And if the focus is there that, hey, I may fall many times, but I'm going to stand up eventually. So we need to develop resilience in young people for, for very uh, basic reasons. One, life is difficult, okay? There's no escaping a problem-free life. You can talk to a rich person, someone who has so-called high status, low status, um, different skin color, it doesn't matter. We're all going to experience difficulties in life. Secondly, we need to develop resilience in young people because it's going to empower them and give them the necessary tools to manage stress and increasing uncertainty. So the world that we live in now is definitely one of increasing uncertainty. So you have situations where, for instance, flooding is taking place in areas that would not normally be exposed to flooding. So preparing young people who may be involved in, let's say, public life, leading at that level, 
they are going to have to deal with an increased uncertainty with respect to how weather patterns are changing, how geopolitical um, issues are changing, how economic issues are changing. Right now, those involved in supply chain are having major challenges navigating how to respond to the increasing costs because shipping for containers in China has gone from, what, $1,400 a container to about $20,000 a container. So this is the life that we live in. And we're preparing them for a world of leadership which is extremely tumultuous. I mean, if you think about it now, probably now is the craziest time to want to be a leader. It's just so, you know, so many things are happening in the world today. Okay, and here's what. It is the resilient leader who is going to not just survive, but thrive. It is the resilient leader who is going to gonna get scars, gonna get some scratches, some knocks to the face, but they are going to come out winning. The leader who is not resilient is going to be knocked out for good. And, th- and we don't want that for the young people who we are in charge of, who are we, we are responsible for. We want to give them the tools and the techniques to come out of life victorious, right? So I want you to know as well now that resilience is not an absence of problems. You know, when we develop resilience in our young people, it does not mean that they're going to have a problem-free life because there is no such thing. There's no guarantee of that, no matter where you are in life, okay? So, that's important for us to know. And interestingly, I, I, I didn't. I came across something very interesting here. There's something called the Institute of the American Institute of Stress. Because I was wondering, okay, so what is the impact of of um, a lack of resilience in in leadership? And one of the things that came out of it was just the whole issue of stress in the American workforce. So here are some statistics from the Institute, the American Institute of Stress. And this is from September 2019, okay? So this is, you know, fresh data. 83% of U.S. workers suffer from work-related stress. U.S. businesses lose up to $300 billion yearly as a result of workplace stress. Stress causes around 1 million workers to miss work every day. Only 43% of U.S. employees think their employers care about their full-time or or about their work-life balance. And depression leads up to $51 billion in in losses due to absenteeism. Wow. And $26 billion in treatment costs. So work-related stress causes 120,000 deaths and results in $190 billion in healthcare costs yearly. So... We want to develop the young people, leaders who can go into the marketplace and reverse these numbers, yeah, in terms of being resilient leaders. So I came across this article, this journal article by Anne S. Masten and Andrew J. Barnes. They are at the University of Minnesota. So it's entitled Resilience in Children, Developmental Perspectives. And they, they base it uh, from their pediatric department. 
in terms of that's that's the background that Miss Marston is from, and a lot of the the concepts and the discussion or recommendations refer to how to boost the pediatric practice to develop resilience in the 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 children who would be their customers or clients. Okay, now. Interestingly, a lot of what they said, I saw so many connections, and I will ex- I will explain some of them to you as we come across them, okay? But connections to some of the, the points and the discussions that we've had on other episodes. So uh, this is a, a quote straight from the article. The capacity of an individual to adapt to challenges depends on their connections to other people and systems external to the individual through relationships and other processes. For an individual person, resilience reflects all the adaptive capacity available at a given time in a given context that can be drawn upon to respond to current or future challenges facing the individual through many different processes and connections. Resilience is not a trait Although individual differences in personality or cognitive skills clearly contribute to adaptive capacity. And here's a clincher. Supportive relationships play an enormous role in resilience across the lifespan. Lifespan there, they're talking about the developmental lifespan of um, a human being. So close attachment bonds with a caregiver and effective parenting protect a young child in multiple ways that are not located in the child. So very, very powerful. It stood out to me in terms of this whole concept of resilience. One, you know, they say that resilience is not a trait. So that is something that, you know, intuitively, I think I I would have thought that it would be considered a trait. But when I read them saying that it's not a trait, it, it caused me to stop and think, okay? Well, I understand the concept of, of why they would say that because, okay, so, you know, you think of a trait like, okay, um, an attitude sort of thing, like um, I, 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 I am edgy in the morning or I love, you know, I love to meet new people or something like that. It's not really, resilience is not really a trait in that sense. It's more like um, a capacity and then when they use the word capacity, my physics brain sort of kicked in in terms of um, capacitors and what does that mean in terms of how much capacity you could add or, or, or increase or subtract from an individual. It's a really interesting concept, okay? And finally, the, I think for me, the most important aspect of this research is there. They're very clear statement about supportive relationships. And this is where you come in. You see, as a parent, as a guardian, a foster parent, um, maybe you are an auntie or an uncle or a grandparent responsible for children because of whatever the dynamics are, a school social worker or guidance officer, you have these children in, in, your, in your sphere for what, eight, six hours a day, however the time goes. You are that enormous um, supportive relationship. You could be a manager, and in your department, you have twenty-year-olds, twenty-one-year-olds. These are young children, young adolescents who are still 
in, in a very critical age of their development. You are an enormous, enormous, supportive role player. And I want you to get that clear in your head. That's really the focus and the high point of this podcast, to sort of bring that awareness to you, okay, that you are this enormous supportive role. You're not just a casual bystander. What you do and what you don't do matters in a big, big way, okay? So what you do affects and enables a child to be resilient, to be a leader, to be great. And once you could get that clarified in your mind, then listen, the sky's the limit with what you could do in terms of developing the leadership potential in your child. So let me read for you from the article some resilience factors, okay? There are 12 of them based on the literature. I'm just going to read them for you so that you can have appreciation for it. So caring family, sensitive caregiving, and the protective factor is nurturing family members. Close relationships, emotional security, and belonging. Family cohesion and belonging would be the protective factors. Now remember, belonging came up in preparing them for leadership part one. Check out that episode. Skilled parenting, skilled family management. Agency, motivation to adapt. Active coping, mastery. Those are the protective factors. Problem solving skills, planning, executive function skills. And the protective factors are collaborative problem solving, family flexibility. Self-regulation skills, emotional regulation. So the protective factors are co-regulation, balancing family needs. All right. Uh, Self-efficacy, positive view of the self or identity. Positive views of family and family identity. Okay. Hope, faith, optimism. So they have hope, faith, optimism, positive family outlook as positive um, protective factors. Meaning making, belief life has some meaning, coherence, family purpose, collective meaning making. Those are the protective factors. Routines and rituals. The protective factors are family routines and rituals, family role organization, engagement in a well-functioning school, connections with well-functioning communities. Right? So these are these are some of the, the these are the twelve. Uh, resilience factors slash protective factors that the literature uh, provided. Positive Mindset Inc. will be having a counseling child and youth seminar on November 1st hosted by Positive Mindset Inc. and their leader Royet James, a school counselor, college lecturer, certified in grief counseling and self-confidence elevation coach. She has been in the education space for over 25 years. You can contact her team at 868-703-7487 or positivemindsetinc at gmail.com. So, how do we develop resilience? I'm going to take a cue from the research by Mastin and Barnes, as well as other research that I did 
and give you a couple of points that you could incorporate into your work so that you can help develop the resilience in the young people you are serving. Okay, so the first thing is confidence. Now, confidence basically is talking about self-acceptance and a belief in your decision-making and problem-solving abilities, okay? So an example of boosting self-confidence in the young people is to praise their work when they do good work, you know, acknowledge it and give them that age-appropriate challenge with a little, a little stretch, okay? And finally, you want to model confidence. You yourself as a leader want to model confidence to them and encourage them to display that, create an atmosphere of confidence. Accountability. Now, accountability came up in preparing uh, Youth for Leadership Part 2. You can check out that episode because we talked about the whole aspect of uh, accepting full responsibility for your life, including decisions and actions, and building support systems and managing self-care. So you want them to take some responsibility for their actions and their decisions. Okay, Don't give them a pass. Teach them about developing healthy networks and support systems. So in my book, first time I'm talking about my book actually, but I, I, I wrote a book on developing child leadership or developing the leadership in your child is the right way to say it. And I talk about support systems. There's something that my parents used to do called friendship management. I think it's a, a good system. They didn't really have a name for it, but I realized it as a, a very good strategy. So you want to be intentional about uh, the friends that your your the children um, create, expose them to persons who have um, like minds, similar interests, and, and trajectory because you want them to foster a sort of environment where they push each other towards greatness and support each other along the way, okay? In terms of accountability, you also want to offer tools and resources on self-care and show them how to effectively incorporate those tools into their lives. Okay, third point is self-awareness. Okay, so emotional mastery, this is self-awareness. You know, it's driven to explore, understand self, and be open to challenging beliefs and assumptions. And self-mastery, self self-awareness, sorry, has to be internal and external. You need to be in, uh, have a, a measure of awareness of of your own self on an internal level, but you need to be able to be cognizant of the external environment as well. Okay, so you want to help them identify emotions, to be honest with how they see themselves, recognize their own SWOT, and as a business term, your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, your threats. You know, if you could teach them how to do a personal SWOT. How to sit down and say, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are the opportunities available to me right now? What are the threats? And how I can maximize on those opportunities? How I can mitigate or reduce those threats? I mean, that will raise their self-awareness in a significant way. Okay? And inculcate in them that drive for personal growth. Yeah? So... Let them know there's more that they can do. Adaptability. 
you want to encourage this adaptability mindset, which is you're able to effectively manage change and unexpected detours while remaining open to opportunities for growth, okay? So you encourage continuous learning. You promote cross-cultural interdisciplinary learning. That means, you know, make sh- you know ma- making friends and experiences that are outside of your culture, outside of what is normal for you. Reframe their concept of failure. When they fail at something and they make a mistake, help them reframe their concept so they don't just be all in the doldrums, but they realize this is an opportunity to learn and to grow. And don't be inflexible on all things, okay? Don't be inflexible. Understand that some things require flexibility because if they see for you, you are inflexible across all things, they're not going to develop that adaptability mindset or spirit because they're, they're going to learn from you, okay, wow, if it's one, it's one way or no way at all in life, but life is not like that, okay? you got to be flexible. And finally, sense of purpose. So that ability or that capability of finding strength through a sense of purpose, right? Uh, socially conscious, showing um, compassion for self and others. So a great way to engender a sense of purpose is, is to get them involved in <clears throat> social projects and to explore various disciplines as they go through the, their, their lifespan. So, yeah, let them play tennis and then switch to volleyball and then do cricket and then do hockey or, or whatever it is. And and this is where volunteerism at the workplace comes in very in a very big way, encouraging your your employees to be involved in that. I know some companies allow their staff to volunteer, and it doesn't count against their uh, vacation time. That's a really good way to engender that sense of purpose among your staff. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast and that it was beneficial to you. That's the main thing, that you you came to the end with at least one or two um, nuggets that you could apply to your life and to your neck of the woods in terms of how you could develop the young people to become um, great leaders. For me, what stood out was the interconnectivity of this topic, resilience, in terms of some of the other topics that we discussed. Because as I went through the information, I saw, okay, they talk about belonging. They talk about accountability. And these are uh, some of the things that we, we discussed already. And it really emphasized, as I said in an earlier podcast, that I have to do separate episodes on each one of these topics, belonging, self-confidence, um, self-awareness, they're all going to have to have separate episodes because it's each one of them have their own weight in terms of discussing, okay, how you build confidence and how you build self-awareness. It's going to take more to really share on that in terms of giving you just you know more information for your, your toolkit for the great work that you're doing. So look out for that. Of course, thank you so much for listening to the show. 
Thank you for checking out uh, the episodes and for your feedback and comments. And feel free to subscribe and leave a review on any of the platforms that you use. I appreciate it so much. Let me know what you're doing in terms of building resiliency in young people who you're serving. What has your experience been like? I would definitely, definitely love to hear more about that. So next week, we will continue to look a little deeper into the topic. I hope to have a special guest on the show. So look out for that. In the meantime, have a great week. Continue serving with excellence. I love you. Live epic. Epic.